over there. Look, Neil's over there. Just around the corner. It's Taylor Swift. Los Ninos. Knock, knock, Los Ninos calling. And this is our Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift episode in that it is the debut episode of Los Ninos. In that Los Ninos, the name of the podcast, and also the name of the podcasters, are your cultural consultants. All right, Catherine, let's get right into it. So right now we are going to do our iconic segment, Top 10 Moments of the Culture. All right, let's go. Number, Number 10, 10, when Los, Los Ninos listen to Midnight for the, the very first time, time in Palm Springs, Springs and, and then, then swam in, in the pool in the hot, hot tub. tub. That was an incredible time we had. Uh, I had so much fun, and I think the culture at large benefited. And the worst part is that we almost were not able to listen to Midnight's at all because the Wi-Fi didn't work. But it was then horrible. magically, it worked. It took an hour of trial and tribulation, but we made it in the end. And all we right. listened to it, and then we swam in the pool. All it was right. perfect. Let's move on. Number, Number nine, nine, when Los Ninos invented Los Ninos while riding Soren at, at Disneyland. Disneyland. We this was at 9.30 a.m. in the morning. We were just sitting on Soren, and we had the incredible idea for an all-new original podcast, Los Ninos, which you are hearing right now. Moving on. Moving on. Number, Number eight, eight, when, when Los, Los Ninos, Ninos provided iconic commentary, commentary on, on It's a Small, small World. world. The Ninos people around us did not know what they were getting into they when they got onto that plastic boat. They didn't know us. what they were signing up for, uh, but they should be grateful because uh, it was incredible. We're spreading the word about, honestly... The declining state of the this ride at Disneyland. Disneyland, it's uh, it's in shambles, frankly, um, and we we really opened people's eyes to it. I think I agree. All right, number, number seven. When, when Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris told Joe, Joe Biden, Biden that he was going to be the next president of the United States, we did it, Joe. We did it. You're going to be the next president of the United States. All right, moving on. Number six. When Los Niños stood in line at Space Mountain and wrote Midnight Rain, Los Niños version. We'll be getting into that later. Yeah, that we're not going to spell that for now. All right, moving on. Number five. When Los Niños saw Lil Nas X after going to Disneyland, better than their reputation tour. The reputation better than the reputation better than Woodstock better than Woodstock better than Pavarotti honestly period period all right number four when When Los Los Niños Niños went to Paris Paris. we went to Paris for one weekend Valentine's Day weekend weekend 2020 right before COVID hit one month before the pandemic sent us home from London Um, it was incredible we went to the Eiffel Tower sad sad Number, Number three, when, when Los Ninos purchased park hopper tickets after the tickets for each individual park were sold out. It was our dream to go to our Disneyland. Dream. Our we dream. Had, years. For years. For years. Ever since the years. day we, we met. We have been pining. We have been talking. We have been fantasizing. We had no choice. We had no choice. Legally, uh, we had to do what we had to do. The The tickets were sold out for each individual park, <clears throat> and we had to get the park hopper ticket. And uh, the park square capacity, guess what capacity is? 85,000 people. That's what the parks were at. Uh, but we had to do it. We had no choice. And we did. We had no choice. Number, Number two, two, when Los, Los Ninos, Ninos made zero purchases at Disneyland because they had dropped so much money on park hopper tickets. tickets. We did not think that we would succeed in this. We did not. But we did. We made, we spent not a single penny the entire day after the Uber. I did not take out my wallet. 
I didn't even know where my wallet was. And frankly, I thought I had lost it, but it was actually just that it was buried in my backpack because I hadn't taken it out even a single time. And why would you? There was no need. We were happy. We were content. All that food was overpriced and probably disgusting, frankly. And mama, we had our own sandwiches that we had made. We had chicken and apple sandwiches, chicken, apple, white bread, mayonnaise, (laughs) greens, and cheese. And frankly, it was delicious. And let's move on to number one. All right, number one. When, when Los, Los Niños, Niños had the honor of participating, participating in the, the Disney, Disney Villains Dance, Dance Party. Speak on it. Cheshire Cat, Gaston, Stepmother, Stepsisters, Captain Hook, Mr. Smee, and the Evil Queen, who was giving everything. We literally danced the night away. She was everything she was beautiful i am literally Catherine, obsessed Catherine, with her. Catherine, i'm so sorry to interrupt you but look who's knocking on the window of our studio <laughs> oh my god it's billy eichner billy, come on in viewers please welcome iconic guest billy eichner let's go lesbians let's go so true billy now uh billy we ask all of our guests this question on, on our pod uh uh billy what's the taylor swift song that made you say taylor swift is for me change Oh my god, incredible pick. We love that song here on Los Niños. All right, Billy, it is now time for our iconic segment, Really Bitch. Niels, can you describe to our viewers what happens in Really Bitch? Absolutely. All right, Really Bitch is our groundbreaking segment in which we rant and rave against something in our lives. Are you ready, Billy? Yes, yes, yes. Great. All right, this is Really Bitch with Billy Eichner. Billy, your time starts now. So Taylor Swift made this lovely, very pro-LGBT video. You know, she's a great ally. And literally every gay person on television was in the video, except for me. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Neil Patrick Harris, all the Queer Eye guys, RuPaul, Laverne Cox, Billy Porter, they literally, they dug up Liberace and they put him in the video. (laughs) (laughs) And I was never called. Really? And I I wasn't angry, I was just hurt. Oh, I don't believe you. You know, because I've been a proud gay man all my life until this video. So I felt a little excluded, but I would have loved to have been in the video. Wow, so insightful. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Billy. That was Billy Eichner, everybody. Now, moving on to our great universal songbook uh it's the 50 uh top songs ever is that is that right Catherine? yeah it's the top 50 songs that have ever existed in the entire universe and this is definitive there is no this is other definitive. List. we did not choose to rank these songs no. the way that they were ranked. they chose us the they chose exactly us. the songs chose us exactly should we get into it yeah i think we need to just get into it all right all right Number, Number 50, 50 champagne, champagne problems, problems Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Tragic, heartbreaking. I sound. will never forget the moment I first heard this song. <gasps> what were you doing? I was sitting in my house with my friends, my roommates, mm-hmm. and they wept. They wept? We turned the lights off. I looked over at my friend, weeping. It was truly one of the saddest and yet most beautiful moments of my life. I was taking a walk around the neighborhood and I just heard it and I went, <gasps> and then when she did the bridge, the bridge is insane. Absolutely Your Midas insane. touch on the Chevy door, November flush, and your flannel cure. That dorm was, was once a madhouse. I made a joke, well, it's, it's made, made for me how. Evergreen, our group of friends. Don't think I'll say that, that word again, and, and soon we'll have, have the nerve to dance the holes that we once walked to. One, one for the money, two for, for the show. I never was ready to watch you go. Sometimes you just don't know the answer. Till someone's on their knees and asks you, she would have made. 
said, what a lovely bride, what a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. But you'll find a new one and that's Here, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. All right. Number 49, pure slash honey, Beyonce. Bad bitches to the left. Money bitches to the right. You can be both, meet in the middle, dance all night. Take it all off, or just a little, if you like. It's pure. Perfect. All right. Number, Number 48, Better Than, than Revenge, Revenge, Taylor Swift. So good. So The only good. way the she anger. could make this song, the anger. The, the, the feelings she channels. The only jealousy. way this song would, you know, decrease in its iconic status is if in Speak Now Taylor's version, she releases a statement apologizing no. for it. No. We don't want it. We don't want it. Uh, if that happens, we don't want it anymore. We don't want it. I, and I don't want her to rewrite any of the lyrics. I don't no. want a version of this song. It's perfect. Absolutely not. It's perfect the way it is. I love it. Moving on. Number, Number 47, Mr. Perfectly Fine, Taylor Swift. I would say this is one of the first times that uh, Taylor Swift transformed from uh, her status as, as someone we all know as Taylor Swift, as someone uh, that we call we like to call here most videos, Taylora. Catherine, could you describe yes. to our viewers uh, who Taylora is? Well... As we all know, Taylor Swift sort of has two personas. There's mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, the singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. She loves cats. Mm-hmm. She loves to make cookies. And then we have Taylora, the vixen. Yes, exactly. She's strutting across that stage. She's wearing her sequined gowns. She's fabulous. She's the pop queen. Exactly. So, like, 1989, Taylora, Taylora album. Fearless, Taylor, Taylor. but except... Mr. Perfectly, Perfectly Fine, Fine, we finally see that transformation we begins to happen. That, exactly. And we had the privilege of witnessing that. Yes. Yes, we did. 13 years later. 13, 13 years. 13 years. Later, it was a vault track, and thank God it was back from the vault. And it, it, it both felt brand new and classic. Absolutely. Instantly. 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 I felt like I'd known it for years the first time I ever heard it. When I sing along, I feel like I've been singing it since I was eight years old. Exactly. Even though I only heard it like a year ago. A year ago. All right, moving on. Number Number 46, 46, McCavity, Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. She wrote the song. She wrote it. She wrote the song for the movie Cats. Exactly. Um, An incredible performance. An, Um, An incredible performance. Oh, her and Idris Elba just they oh just my God, lit so up the hot. screen. One of the On most the iconic duos ever. Absolutely, I think anyone would agree with us. Anyone would agree. Did a more iconic duo always? <laughs> Idris Elba and the Taylor, Taylor Swift. And Kat. Nobody, you can't. You absolutely can't. You can. absolutely can't. I listen to it all the time. In fact, it was in my top ten most listened to songs. As well it should be. As well it should be. No lie there. And if you don't like this song, you suck. And you should die. And you should die. You heard it here first on Los Ninos. And this isn't coming from us. This is the definitive truth. We were handed this list by God. We were handed this list by God. All right, moving on. Number Number 45, Sparks Fly, Fly, Taylor Taylor Swift. Little known fact, this song was written when she was 16 and originally had (gasps) banjo in it. It Yes, she performed it in Oregon. She did. She performed it in Oregon. And and Niels, iconically, is from Oregon. Famously. Famously. Niels famously is from Oregon. And it was such a fan favorite that her fans demanded that she put it on Speak (gasps) Now and she made it into pop. Wow, that is true. Truly incredible. What would you say she's giving Taylora or Taylor? She's, I would say she's giving 
75% Taylor, 25% Taylora. The, the Taylora comes out a little bit. But in Better Than Revenge, that's Taylora. That's Taylora. That is Taylora. And you heard it here first on those emails. All right. Number 44. Right, right where, where you left, left me, me Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Another vault track on An- red. No. No. Oh, no. Bonus track Niels. on... on Yeah, bonus track on Evermore. I was wrong. What And, and what a song and what it a is. Song. What a song it is. I think that's all we have I to say about that. Do you think it should have been on the main album Evermore instead of a bonus track? <sighs> that's a really good question. I... I think it's better than some of the songs mm-hmm, on Evermore, mm-hmm. but I like it coming at the end. Agreed. After, like, the full album. I don't know, there's just... I really like its placement, honestly. And I felt really special to have already heard all of Evermore and then, like a couple weeks later or whatever was released to the public to be able to hear it. Yes, I was walking around in the winter, Mm. walking to the park as Mm -hmm. I did often that Mm -hmm. year. And I put my earbuds in and I listened to Right Where You Love Me for the first time. Magic. 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 Number 43, 43, Welcome welcome to New New York, York, Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. Famously, the song is in The Secret Life of Pets. True, they play the, the entire thing. Except for the line, you can want who you want, boys <gasps> and boys and girls. Wait, they cut that line out? They have, there's dialogue over it. Homophobic. Homophobic. That's rule of culture number, number 12. 12. The secret life of pets is homophobic. Rule of culture number 12. The secret, secret life, life of pets, pets is homophobic. homophobic. <laughs> exactly. 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 Okay, moving on. Number, number 42, 42, Wildest Dreams, Taylor Swift. And when she released Taylor's version for this song. Are we doing, is this Taylor's version or normal version? Mm, Scooter's version, Scooter's if you will. Scooter's version. I think. I think Taylor's, Taylor's version. version. Though I always loved the song, but I don't know if it would have been on the Great Universal Songbook if it hadn't been for Taylor's version, honestly. Exactly, exactly. It elevated the song. It elevated the song. An already incredible song. It made it only great. Literally, you see me in hindsight, tangled up with you all night, burning it down. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. No more needs to be said. Nothing else needs to be said. Okay, moving on. Number 41, Cowboy Like Me, Taylor Swift. Okay, I was once talking to my good friend Mark Anthony, and he said that um, as he listened to Evermore... He was listening to Evermore, and after he heard Kelby Like Me, he literally turned the album off. And I said, why? Because you didn't like it. You don't like the song, you're a horrible person. He said, no, because the song was so good, I knew it could not reach another high. Now, of course, I do not endorse turning the album Evermore off. However, I do just think that speaks to the power of this masterpiece that one yes. would just want to turn the yes. album off after sitting yes. with it. The greatest story ever, ever told. told. Period. Period. That's it. That's it. Number 40, Karma, Taylor Swift. Because Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. Karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not sweet like honey? Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. Flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and Karma vibe like that. Genius. I have listened to it. At least 20 times. And the album came out Yesterday, hours ago. 24 hours Yesterday. ago, almost exactly. Yesterday, exactly. 24 hours and five minutes ago. 
All right. Number, Number 39, 39, The, the Lake's Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Famously bonus track on Folklore. All I have to say is, I want auroras and sad pros. Mm. I want to watch Wisteria grow right mm-hmm. over my bare feet because I haven't moved in years. So true. And I want you right here. Agreed. The way that in this song, she transports you to another place when we were all sitting in our houses being You're miserable. Right. It was during lockdown. Masterful. It was during lockdown. Ah, incredible. And I felt like I was being taken to the lakes, and that's how I feel every time I listen to that She's song. She's a true storyteller. She's like a magician. Of a, a magician. Song. A magician. That is rule, rule of, num, no, rule of culture number thirty. Number thirty. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift is, is a, a magician. magician. That's right. Moving on. Number, number thirty-eight. The, the way, way I loved you, Taylor Swift. Swift. Cause I miss screaming and fighting and, and kissing in the rain and it's 2am and I'm cursing your name so in love that I act insane and that's the way I loved you. Alright. Number, Number 37, 37 Roses Turn, turn Glee Cast version, Glee Cast. I had a dream. I dreamed it for you, Dad. No, it wasn't for you. It wasn't for you, Dad. Dad. It wasn't for me, Sue. And if it wasn't for me, just where would you be, Miss Rachel Berry? Number 36, Peace, Taylor Swift. Destroys me in a million pieces. God. Heartbreaking. She recorded this song. Here's the story of how Peace was created. Aaron Desner sends Taylor Swift the backing track. Taylor Swift sends it back a few hours later. A fully formed song. Wow. Fully formed song. Genius. And that is the version that's on the album. One of her best songs. One of, her One best of the best songs ever. ever. One of the, the, it's on the Universal Songbook after all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the best songs ever. All right. Number 35, you need to calm down, Taylor Swift. Because Shade never made anybody less gay. She was right. She was right. Number 34, Gold Rush, Taylor Swift. Talk about a journey. This song, I feel like I'm levitated by the lyrics, by the melody. The way the words just perfectly fall, like... The rhythm, it's just, it's incredible. Like dominoes. Like dominoes. Like dominoes. And then the chords, exactly. they, they just open up, they blossom. The way she says folklore <gasps> in the song, my mind turns your life into, into folklore. folklore. She, sh- she sounds like a magician she casting does. a she spell. She truly does. God. Drugs. 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 Rule number 50 of culture. Rule of culture number 50. Uh-huh. Gold, Gold Rush, Rush by it, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Is drugs. drugs. So true. Number 33, Treachy by Taylor Swift. This love is Treachy. We love the song almost. We love the song. Famously, we love the song. Famously, Los Niños loves the song. Treachy. Treachy. Number 32, Mirabal. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Okay, Catherine, I, I have to say this might be the Taylor Swift song I relate to the most out of any. Me too. <gasps> I literally agree so much with you, Niels. It's almost hard to listen to this song sometimes. I know. Actually, there are many times in which I'm listening to Folklore all the way through, which famously I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Famously. Famously. And I have to skip this song because it just hits too close to home. And the bridge is... <gasps> 
One I've of most never been a natural. All, all I, I do, do is, is try, 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 try. You know, she really opened <sighs> up. This is the true precursor to Antihero, I think. <sighs> this song true. is about how hard she tries. Antihero is about how she feels like she isn't enough. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So Oh, good. that's actually rule of culture number 49. Mirbol and, and Antihero are, are two, two sides of, of the same coin. coin. All right, number 31. We, we are, are never, never ever getting, getting back, back together, together Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Now, I will say, I don't love the production on Taylor's version. Is this a Scooter's version, maybe? It could be a Scooter's version. It could version. be a Scooter's version. Um, but it's still a great song. I mean, who can argue that the song is not iconic? Nobody. And you know what? Here's what I have to say. Jake Gyllenhaal thinks she isn't he. She isn't funny. Has she? Has he ever listened to "We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together"? Comedy gold. It's hilarious. And honestly, some indie record that's much cooler than mine. Oh. What? That is just. I mean. Ahead of her time. I know exactly. Exactly. If you think that you're better than Taylor Swift, think again. Think again. Think Sir, again. Sir Gyllenhaal. Mix Sir Gyllenhaal. Exactly. Hey Tim. Number, Number 30, 30. Betty. Taylor gay? Swift. Taylor Swift. Is this song gay? It is to me. It is to me as well. It's gay to me because I like it. <laughs> and famously, anything. Anything that Los Angeles likes is. is Gay. Yeah, yeah. It's actually rule culture number 102. Anything, Anything Los, Los Nidos likes is gay. gay. I mean, it's true. And this song makes me weep. The first time, mm. this is a true story, true mm-hmm. story. The first time I ever listened to folklore, I listened to all of folklore and then I listened to all of folklore a second time. And then yes. I drove home from my friend Emma Creekmore's house and I had time to listen to Betty Three times, times. and then I drove around my block, and I listened to Betty three more times, and then when I woke up in the morning, I drove to Old Navy, Uh and I listened to Betty four times. The first time I heard the song, I was walking up a hill, looking at a sunrise, and the biggest grin just went all over my face, because it felt like both a callback to Fearless Air, You Belong With Mm -hmm, Me, that sorts mm -hmm, of songs, mm -hmm. but also an evolution, and it was just so perfect, and the harmonica, and... Oh, everything about it. It's coming off of Epiphany, which is a very sad song. And then it's just, the song is just joyful. When I I hear that harmonica, it's just... Chills. 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 Every single time. All right. right. Number Number 29, 29, Death Death by by a Thousand Thousand Cuts, Cuts, Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. Maybe the best bridge in any Taylor Swift song ever. Maybe. It's it's in the running. Could be. It's in the running. Maybe the best bridge Maybe the best bridge ever. If not, it is up there. Famously, uh, she wrote this song thinking, can I still write breakup songs now that I'm in a happy relationship? Uh, Viewer, she could. She could. She could. She literally could. Number Number 28, 28, Cruel Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. Swift. What's the same? How are you going to... Feel when she performs the song live for the first time ever. I'm gonna feel like I'm finally home. Me too. After years of being stranded. After years of being stranded, lost, wandering, lost in the woods, one could woods. say. Finally. Exactly. Finally home. Finally home. We, uh, Los Ninos had tickets to Loverfest. Yes. In, in, LA, in LA on Neil's birthday. True. In on LA my, on Neil's birthday. On my 20th birthday. birthday, we were going to be seeing Loverfest. 
Uh, but instead, we were at home. However, we were listening to Folklore, which came out the day on after. the day after we were supposed to go uh, to Lover Fest. No, it came out the day it came out before. The day before, because yeah, my because birthday it was, the 24th, was July twenty fifth, and the birth and the album came out July twenty fourth. It truly felt like a birthday present to me and a birthday present to the world. Now, Niels, yes, if you had to choose between now, let's just ignore the fact that it's because there was a global pandemic. Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. If you had to choose between going to Loverfest uh-huh. and having Folklore and Evermore, what would you choose? Folklore and Evermore. Agreed. 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 No, what more needs to be said? Nothing more needs to be said. Number, All right. Number 27, 27 Fearless, Fearless Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Now, this is one of the first Taylor Swift songs mm. I ever truly, truly, truly loved. It was at my friend mm. Isabella Tilly's graduation party, and I heard this song. Mm-hmm. And I said, who's this? Who, who is who she? Who is this? Who is she? And they said, Catherine, this is Taylor Swift. How do you not know this song? And I said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Mm. And, and then, then that was changed. the day everything changed. My everything life changed, changed forever that day. I remember being a child and going into the back room at my parents' house where the big CD player was. And I was short because I was a child. And I had to stand on the chair and put in the CD of Fearless... And I would stand on the chair and listen to this song. I didn't even get off the chair because I was just so starstruck by the beginning of this album. Oh, one of the best openers ever. Oh, it's just—it is the feeling of—the feeling of falling in love into a new world. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the feeling of falling in love of having a crush. If of, this, if if the, if cruel summer is the feeling of coming home, mm. fearless is the feeling of embarking on a grand adventure. Exactly, and we love it so much. We love it so much. Number, Number twenty six, new romantic Taylor Swift. Swift. All right, if fearless is the song of embarking on a grand adventure into like a fantasy land, new romantics is the song of like I'm in my twenties. And I don't know what I'm... Well, this is 22. But in my 20s, and I don't know what I'm doing, but I have my friends. And I love them. And true, life is good. True, This song feels oh, so like your true. 20s. It, this song feels like your 20s. That's actually rule of culture number 207. New, New romantics, romantics feels, feels like, like your, your 20s. 20s. And another thing I love about this song is... Um, in it, um, Taylora... Taylora. Corrects her, um, you know misuse of mm. the term scarlet letter in love story <laughs> which she famously 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 in love story taylor swift says because you were romeo i was a scarlet letter which doesn't make a lot of sense i don't mama, mama. That ain't it. <laughs> exactly exactly i don't think she knew what that meant at no. that time that's okay we, no, forgive we show off our different scarlet letters trust me mine is better she gets it she gets it she gets it number, number 25, 25 clean, clean taylor, taylor swift. swift the drought was the, the very worst ah uh, ah uh, uh, when the flowers that we grow together died of thirst this song feels like Standing yes. in the rain as yes. it falls and being... Dr- well, it's also what it's about. 
<laughs> it sounds like what it's about. This and often song songs that don't feel like, like what they're about. Yes, exactly. But this, song does. this song sounds like what it's about. I feel like I'm drowning and emerging from the water, a new person I, reborn. I feel like I'm finally clean. Exactly. I feel like I'm finally clean. And, 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 and listen, to, okay, Taylor Swift and Taylor both sing about rain a lot. And, yes. and she, she understands. Yes. The romance of rain, uh, and, and the literary, uh, you know, symbolism of rain. In this song, she understands how rain symbolizes rebirth and new beginnings, and and it cleanses you. She just she gets it. Yes, and perhaps not famously, the theme of nineteen eighty nine is rebirth. <gasps> and when True. Taylor was writing nineteen eighty nine, she said. I want this album to symbolize my rebirth oh. into pop music, my rebirth as a person, as a singer, as a succeeded. songwriter. And she succeeded. That's why it's called 1989, because that's the year that she was born. Yes. And Clean encapsulates that. And that's it why it is the best closer. It is the best It is closer. the best closer. And there's some I'll really say good here. closers. There's some really good closers, but, but I believe that Clean is the best closer. I agree. Number 24, Blank Space. Taylor Swift. Or Taylora. 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 This is Blank pure space, ta- Taylora. Taylora. All right, Catherine. So this is number 24 in the Great Universal Songbook, but in Neil Truman's uh, personal favorites, this is number one. This is my favorite number Taylor one. Swift song of all time. It's I genius. Just, Absolutely genius. It takes me to another level. It takes me to another level, and it takes Taylor to another it level. It does. And and in this song, she she is in on the joke. She's in on the joke, and maybe and she she's was before, but now the joke. she's improving the joke. And now we all know that she's in on the joke. Exactly. This it, is the song that made Katherine Horowitz say, "Taylor Swift is smart." Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift is smart. She's funny. Take that, Jake Gyllenhaal. Has he Take ever listened to Blake Space? I don't think Jones. he's ever listened to Blake Space. Also, Absolutely her not. best music video. Her best music video. Hands Agreed. Down. Number 23, I Bet You Think About Me, Taylor Swift. It's a drinking song. It's a drinking song. She decimates Jake. She absolutely decimates Jake in your house with your organic shoes and your million dollar couch. This song is absolutely, I mean, it's cathartic. It is cathartic. This song is cathartic to sing. When you reach the end of the song after having sung every word of the whole thing mm. it just feels like you've released like everything exactly yeah Catherine, do you think she's gonna do this on tour god i hope so i hope so too that would be so fun i don't know that she will it could be like an honestly i don't know that she will i don't i don't know if she will she might do like a medley of vault tracks perhaps mr perfectly fine and i bet you think about me those are the only ones that she really nothing needs new. to do oh i forgot about nothing new yeah that needs to be on there that needs to be on there but no spoilers no spoilers number, number 22, 22 holy, holy ground, ground scooters version taylor, taylor swift. swift it's better holy ground is one of my favorite songs ever ever Ever. Nothing could have improved there upon was, that. There was something they just captured in the original recording that they did not capture on Taylor's version. And I, I Taylor's version There's a good. few. There's a few on Red that are like that, but I think Holy Ground is the most... Holy Ground is like... It is, it is so observant, and it is so... It, it's like she is reflecting 
on something with clarity and precision. Yes. And she, but and yet she still manages to infuse it with the emotion of the moment. Yes. She has it both ways. Yes, exactly. And darling, it was good. good. Never, Never looking, looking down, down and, and right there where we stood was holy ground. ground. Another album with so many heartbreaking breakup songs to have a song about how darling it was good. <gasps> Genius. This song is what nostalgia sounds like. <gasps> so Rule number true. three. Rule of culture number number three. three, Holy ground ground is what nostalgia sounds like. like. Absolutely. Number 21, 22, 22, Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. Speak on it. 22. I said new romantics is what it feels like to be in your 20s. 22 is what it, it feels like to be happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It is, it is... It is everything to me. Nothing, these days. nothing. It's everything to me these days too. And honestly, nothing captures the feeling of being twenty-two more than happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Exactly. And like, this is a true like party song. This is a song yeah. you listen to as you dance and you go crazy and yes. it makes you feel good. And at the same time, there's pain, there's loneliness, there's confusion, there's sadness. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and like that doesn't negate the other stuff. And the no, other it stuff doesn't. does not negate that. No, it doesn't. They all exist. At the same Honestly, time. I'll say it. This song is the encapsulation of Red. Yes. It is? It is. No, I totally agree. And I think I've like thought that before too. Just that one line. Yeah. That is what Red... That's everything. That's her thesis statement I mean, with Red. That is her thesis. That is literally her thesis. And that is what it is to be alive. That is what it is to be alive and what it is to be alive in 22. Exactly. Exactly. And listen, this song comes after All Too Well and some critics hate that. Uh, Los Nunos thinks that is the best decision she could have possibly yes. made. And it's yes. actually iconic. It is. That is when you are getting over a breakup. You've had a mm. horrible breakup. And you're so upset, crying, your friends are there. And then they say, okay, bitch, get up, we're going out tonight. Get up, we're going out tonight. And that is what it feels like to be going through something like that. You are alternating from all to all to 22 every All the second. time, every second of every day. Every second of every, of every of day. Every it was a day. purposeful choice and it was genius. And Daft Punk, why do they win that Grammy? I don't know. And I don't, I don't really care because she's won so many Grammy uh, album of the years. And yet I still think she deserved it. Yeah, Daft Punk. Really, uh, bitch. Brand of Axis Batteries. What the fuck? Yeah, whatever. What okay. Fuck? Moving no, on. Number 20, State of Grace, Grace Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Also Scooter's version. Also Scooter's version. version. So we said clean is the best closer. Mm-hmm. I think this may be the best opener. I think I agree. And there's... Okay, she has so many... She openers. has some really good Fearless, openers. Fearless. Fearless. Fearless has the best, like, opening, like, little... The opening yeah. line... But State, but of, State Grace, of Grace, it's like a, a rock song. It's anthemic. One thing I love it about State timeless. of Grace, exactly, it feels so, it feels absolutely timeless. And one thing I really love about State of Grace is that it really is introducing the whole album. The yes. rest of the album is reflecting on the relationship. Yes. State of Grace is saying, I never saw you coming. I'll <gasps> never be the same. And then mm. this is a State of Grace. This is the worthwhile fight. Love is a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. right. That's another good thesis for the album, I think. So true. And and this song, I love to put this song at like when I get up really early in the morning, like five a.m., six a.m. I I like have my cup of coffee and I like put up. Sometimes I literally like will like stand outside and just listen to this song and like be ready to take on the day. That's so good. 
It, and also the, the acoustic version is fucking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, both versions are incredible. Both versions are incredible. Yes. Swift Coast student Bonnie Wildman says mm. that this is going to be her first dance at her wedding, Santa Grace Acoustic Version. <gasps> Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Uh, Catherine teaches an exco, which is basically a class. Experimental college. At Oberlin College called I am an instructor of a Taylor Swift themed class. Famously. Famously. Yes. Taylor, why would you go to NYU when why? you have Oberlin, Ohio? I have Get no your idea. shit together. She said, welcome to New York, and I understand. But yet. she should be saying, welcome, welcome to, to Oberlin. Oberlin. <laughs> that welcome actually rule, yeah, rule of culture we'll number 80. Welcome, welcome to New, New York, York should be called welcome, welcome to, to Oberlin. Oberlin. It's been worthy for <laughs> yeah. you. Welcome to Oberlin. Welcome to Oberlin. <laughs> you can want who you, you want. want. Boys and boys and girls and girls. Welcome, welcome to, to Oberlin. Oberlin. The Yobi would love welcome to Oberlin. <laughs> okay. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, we're, I see where we are. All right. Number, Number 19, 19, Dear John, John Taylor, Taylor Swift. And I threw your matches. Before I could catch me, so don't look now. I'm shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town. Now, something I have to say about Dear John. Yes. One of the best things Taylor does is mm-hmm. she does these little lyrical twists mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. songs. Yes, yes. Dear John has my favorite example of that throughout the song. She says, I should have known. Mm-hmm. I should have known better yes, she than does. to date John Mayer. And then at the end, she changes it to you should have known. known. And it's true. He should have known. She, she just... was too young. Oh. And like you should have known. It is so empowering that this 19, 20 year old young woman who John Mayer clearly didn't respect and clearly didn't see as an entire person and didn't understand the power that she had. It's so empowering that she was able to assert herself through such a masterful song like this. And she it sounds like someone of her age and the songwriting is as good as Bob Dylan, the Beatles. Yes. Yes. Carol King. Carol King. Carol King. And he felt And we love by Carol King. Yes. We love Carol we King. We love Carol King. It's actually rule of culture number 77. Los, Los Niños loves Carol King. King. We do. And John Mayer said that he, he was upset by this song. Yeah, good. He was. Good. It made him afraid. It made him afraid. As it should have. As she's scary in the she's best scary. way. She's scary in the best her. way. I and mean, we love her for it. Number 18, our song, Taylor Swift. I was riding shotgun with, with my hair undone in the front seat of his car. car. He's got, got a one hand feel on the steering wheel, the other on my heart. Look around, turn the radio down, says, baby, is something wrong? He's saying nothing, nothing. I was just thinking that we don't have a song. But that's not honestly the actual song, slamming screen door, seeking out late, tapping on your window. Not very good. No. And also, like, what is it? She says, like, and you speak real slow. Like, Talk real slow. It should be talk real low. Talk real low. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Obviously, Los Tinos is not the first one to make the observation, or are we? Um, But (laughs) uh, it, it is true nonetheless. Additionally... This song sounds like summer. 
<gasps> this song is, is what summer is. sounds it's like. Actually, literally, culture number one hundred and eighteen. Our, Our song is, is what summer sounds like. like. It's the mm. truth. Okay. The truth, you can't debate it. You can't All right. debate it. Number, number 17, 17, the, the one, one, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, another amazing opener. opener. I'm doing good, I'm on some new ba, shit. Ba, ba. When she said, I'm doing good, I'm on some new shit, I said, yes, you are. You I said, are yes, you are. Shit. Another one where I will never forget the exact moment I heard that for the first time. I looked at my friend Emma Creekmore across the room, we locked eyes, and we knew this was a new Yes. Trailer. And listen, I was... Like most, a little nervous for folklore. I was excited and nervous. I was both excited was and scared. Excited and scared. Uh, just like some, into the uh, woods. Into the woods, exactly. Little Red Riding Hood. Exactly. Um, I was both, and I, I just didn't know. I would say within five seconds, I had complete faith. I was no longer exactly. scared. I was just excited. Exactly. And I was happy. Exactly. I, w- I had never been happier. In mm-hmm. fact. And I love this song to this day. I love this song is another one that is really what nostalgia sounds <gasps> like. Yes. It and, really and is. And it's like the sliding so doors. Wistful. Like what could have been. Like, and, and we all have that feeling. I mean, I know I have that feeling all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. If my life had just been a little different, like what might have been with this person. And I'll just never exactly, know. Exactly. And this know. song is literally like when I listen to it. It would have been fun. Exactly. It, been it feels one. like my heart strings are physically being yes, pulled out of my chest. Yes, absolutely. And the production... <sighs> It's oh. amazing. I think it was either the last or second to last song she wrote for this album. The one on Hoax were the last song she wrote. Mm. Can you imagine if Folklore had opened with Cardigan? No. No. And I love Cardigan. It would be, we, we I love Cardigan. Love Famously, Cardigan we love Cardigan. Studios. But is it in the top 50 songs top of all time? Song? No. No. It's not. No, it's not. And Cardigan is a good second song. Because that's how it goes. You listen to the one... And it feels like her heart strings are being torn open, and it's like nostalgia and everything, and it's like it's it's big picture, and then Cardigan you zoom in, and it's hyper specific. Yeah, and true. it's beginning the trilogy. Yes. So Cardigan needs to be second; it can't be first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, number, number sixteen. 16 you, you belong with me, Taylor Swift. Swift. Speak on that. You belong with me. Some may think that this song mm-hmm. is overrated. Wrong. I would say wrong. This song is underrated. Because I agree. this song is obvious. Famously, the song is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows every word to this mm-hmm. song. And no one ever really sits down and thinks, mm. I'm going to listen to You Belong With Me, and I'm really just going to think about this song, right. how good this song is. And she really, truly does capture what it is like to be a teenager and to have a crush on And something. this song it is, I is would say fictional. The peak. This song it's is fictional. fictional. She was she just inspired to write it. this song when she heard her phone on... I mean, she heard her... She heard a friend on the phone. Mm. A phone... Overheard a phone conversation um, between her friend and his girlfriend who and they were on the rocks mm. and she made up this entire scenario that... Was not true at all, but she, when, when she was writing Fearless, she said for every song, there was mm-hmm. a core emotion that mm-hmm. I wanted to capture. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the song around that, even if the details of the song were not accurate. And wow. you can really feel that with You Belong. She creates this whole world in this song. And that's the power of songwriting. And for these people who say that her taking on other people's perspectives started with folklore, you're wrong. She's always been doing this. She's yes. Always she been writes doing many it. songs about herself, as we all know. And 
she has the unique ability to enter fantasies and make them feel so real. Yes, and this is a song that really, I mean, similar to Paul McCartney, one could say that Taylor Swift mm-hmm. is a master of melody. Yes. A master, a master of, of melody, melody. Because it's impossible to hear the song and not sing along to every word. And it's so simple, but it's so It's iconic. so simple, but it's so iconic. There's all these generic pop songs, and I love pop. Uh, famously, I love pop. But there are also, in, a, in addition to all the master pop songs, the generic pop songs that take on, like, just five notes and just do the same thing with them. And they sound repetitive, and they don't sound original. This song uses, like, five notes, and it sounds brilliant. Exactly. Sounds incredible. Number, Number 15, 15, Enchanted, Enchanted Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. I mean, okay, if you belong with me, is what it sounds like to have a crush this is what it sounds like to be infatuated infatuated with someone someone. this song is enormous it's it is huge this song is huge this song is epic this song is explosive this song is operatic no literally epic is the only word it it is truly like this song is a supernova exploding it's a supernova exploding the highs it reaches few songs reach those highs and exactly. it's about the guy exactly. from owl city like the fact that <laughs> unreal and um you know he wrote his own cover of the yes, song yes. that he released on valentine's day where he said taylor yep. i was so in love with you <laughs> and she ghosted him and he deleted it from his blog in humiliation the fact that she wrote enchanted about something that didn't even end up panning out and could have. And could have. It was right It there. was about an emotion that lasted for maybe like three seconds. Mm-hmm. And it became enchanted. I mean, she can do anything. That is lightning ball. That is just, that is lightning ball. That is a testament to her, I mean, her ability to write a song, her ability to capture an emotion uh-huh. and tell a story again, even if it isn't how it really happened for her. And when you have one of those encounters with someone where you just met them for the first time and it feels magical and you put on Enchanted Ugh. Euphoria. Euphoria. Literally. Number, Number 14, 14, Ivy, Ivy Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Clover blooms in the field. Spring breaks mm. loose. The time is near. What would he do if he found us out? Crescent moon. Coast is clear. Spring breaks loose, but so does fear. He's going to burn this house to the ground. Poetry. Poetry. Maybe one of her, like, top three lyrical songs. Maybe her top Every one lyrical Every single song. lyric. Her top one lyrical song. I think so. I would maybe agree with that. And when she goes, Oh, goddamn. My, my pain, pain fits, fits in, in the, the palm, palm of your freezing hand. hand. Oh, and when like, she says, So yeah, it's a fire. Oh, it's a goddamn blaze in the dark. And you, you started, started it. it. Yeah, Oof. it's a war. It's a goddamn fight of my life. And you started it. You started it. It is so deeply powerful. I know. Another song that explodes in its own way. In In a mature way. In a mature way. Enchanted is, it's not naive, but it's not mature. It's very young. Exactly. It's very young. Not in that age, in the feeling of young. And that, that, that emotion we have with Enchanted, we feel at any age. Ivy feels mature. Ivy is not only old, it's ancient. It's ancient it's ancient and it's wise and it's wise enchanted is smart but it's not wise ivy, ivy is mystical. wise 
Enchanted is, is magic. Ivy is a mystical. Exactly. I think of Ivy as a campfire song. Yes. And in that magical part of the campfire where you've been sitting yes. in the campfire for like an hour and you almost feel like connected to the spiritual world. Yes, exactly. Like you, exactly. Like it's dark out, but you're by the fire and it's like someone's playing the guitar and you're just like enraptured in it. Like that's what Ivy is. That is something that I think only Evermore really gets. Honestly. Yes, not even folklore gets like, that. Like no no no. Evermore is mystical. Yes. Gold Rush, Ivy, those are the two main ones. Some of them too. I mean, honestly, like right where you left me feels like a folk song too. Yeah. I would say even Evermore the song is mystical. I know exactly what you mean, Niels. I know exactly what you mean. And even okay, this the whole song Evermore, like it's and like the piano do 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 do. It feels mystical. It feels like the old gods. Exactly. Yes. And listen, this song is not mystical fully, but. Willow, I'm like the water when your ship mm. rolls in at night. Oh, mm. it's witchy. It's witchy. Evermore is and, witchy, and it's I mean, not in it a is. cheap way. Not in a cheap way. That's the thing. That's why Evermore is not witchy. Evermore is mystical. Exactly. Exactly. It's what which what when people say that something is witchy, it is the highest version of that. Exactly. Elevated witchy. Elevated witchy. Elevated witchy. All right, All right moving on. Number thirteen. All, All too well. well. Five-minute five minute version, version, Taylor's version, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Perfect All Too song. Well is a perfect song. Five-minute version, perfect song. All Too Well, five-minute version is a perfect song. It has zero flaws. There is nothing, nothing that could have made that song more perfect than it already was. It is literally 100 out of 100. 110 out of 100. It's actually rule of culture number 13. All too too well. well, Five five minute minute version. Taylor's version. Taylor Swift Swift is is 110 out of 100. And on Los Angeles, we do love 10 minute version. We do. It cheapens it. It just does. And we're so glad we have it. And yet. We're so glad we have it. And you know, my good friend Fiona Warnick once said to me. Yes. That. Taylor Swift's music is not necessarily, it's not like, like, the thing that makes a Taylor Swift song an iconic Taylor Swift song is not necessarily, like, it's something you could listen to mm. at any time. Like, because you, you never say, I'm going to listen to all too well time in a version. <clears throat> Only a freak would ever do that. I, um, I've done that before. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but I'm a freak, so. Well, exactly. It's like, I'm never, like, driving, you know, to, like, the store, to Target, and, like, I'm gonna listen to All Too Well 10-minute version. Like, that's, like, an experience. That's something where you you need to... Yes, I see what you mean. Yes, exactly. You need to sit down and be like, it is time for me to listen to this. I would listen to it on the way to Target if I looked at Google Maps and saw it was exactly 10 minutes to Target. Yes. I said, I will go on an experience on the way to Target. True, true, true. But it's not casual. Exactly, exactly. It's nothing that you can just listen to, like... Day to day, you know, I would always rather listen to the five-minute version. And Fiona said to me, she said, well, like, people listen to Taylor Swift songs to, like, get information, to, like, learn about mm. her life, to learn about the world that she has built yes. with her music. And all too well, time in a version adds to that because it has all these images. That's a good point. It's true. It's true. So it is very iconic. But as a song, just mm. as a song, there's nothing that can make all too well five-minute version better. All Too Well 10-Minute Version is an encyclopedia. All Too Well 5-Minute Version is a flawless short story. Exactly. Exactly. And I can't honestly think of a single line from All Too Well 10-Minute Version 
that is better than any part of all 2L5 in a version. You mm. know what I mean? Nothing is better than maybe we got lost in translation. Maybe I asked for too much. Maybe this thing was a masterpiece until you tore it all up. Nothing is better than I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because I remember it all, all, all too well. The one It adds to it and enhances it, but it doesn't make it better. You kept me like... How does it go? You kept, kept me, me like, like a secret, a, secret but I kept, I kept you like an oath. That's the one lyric that I think is as good as 5 minute version. But it's not necessary. I don't like it that much. <gasps> moving on. Okay, moving on. Number, Number 12, 12, Style Taylor Swift. Swift. A perfect pop song. This perfect song is about immortality, mortality, death, life. And iconography. Yes. You got that James Dean daydream look in your eyes and we often say on Los Ninos and the world often says that 1989 has no pop culture reference I would argue James Dean is not a pop culture reference he is like a timeless he he is a cultural reference but it, it, it's like saying like the Statue of Liberty like it's like saying like 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 George Washington it's like James Dean is like one of those people who's gonna live with us forever so like oh this song, truly timeless. timeless and also, song. okay, recently, famously, Taylor Swift received the Country Music Awards yes. Songwriter of the Decade, I think? Decade some, something Songwriter like of the Something Award. And in her speech, she said she had three styles of writing, glitter, gel pen, quill pen, fountain pen. Style is one of the only songs by her that has all three <gasps> of those things. Wow. It does. Glitter gel pen is like, I said what you heard is true, but I can't stop thinking uh-huh. about you and I. Yes. Let's glitter gel pen. Fountain pen has, I mean, it has so many specific details. Midnight, you come and pick me up, no headlights. You know, so it goes. He can't keep his wild eyes on the road. Takes me home. Oh, she has to fall again, so it goes. It's yeah, literary. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But quill pen, it has that literary element as well. You know, could ending burning flames or paradise? I think of the quill pen songs as any sort of like religious mythology, like yes, metaphorical, yes. you know, reference. And it has that as well. And like mm. this, and, and so it goes as well. It kind of has this like, you know, it's not necessarily like these are the exact specific details of what happened. It's yeah. like, I'm going to spin you a tale yeah. of how these nights have gone for me. Yes. You know, so it has that storytelling, exactly. epic storytelling it element. It does have the epic storytelling as well. and it's a perfect short pop song. I shouldn't say short, I should say concise. It's a concise pop song, exactly. Also, I've looked at the lyrics mm-hmm. now and that, you know, the end of style where it says, so take me out. Yeah. It says take me home. Yeah, so take me home. I thought it was take me out. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make That's a lot okay, of Catherine. sense. That's okay, Catherine. I've had bigger goofs than that, uh, as we all know. <laughs> what was my goof with Shake It Off? Oh. Oh my god, that I was really funny. In my, I thought it was in my body saying it's yes, gonna he thought be alright. Yes, he thought it was in my body. It's gonna be alright. <laughs> I thought that for way too long. Uh, that's a bigger goof. No. Shake It Off is not on the list, but we do like it. We do love it. I love Shake It Off. I love Shake It Off. I love it, too. I love it, too. Number 11, Conjunction Junction, Schoolhouse Rock. I still think about this song whenever I'm writing a sentence and I use a conjunction. Yeah. 
It's educational. And it's but fun. and or can get you it's pretty catchy. far. <laughs> it's catchy. It's, it's smart. really catchy. It's, it's smart. Clever. And you know it has a thing where it's it's educational, but it's not pretentious and it's not stupid. <laughs> Number <laughs> Number ten. <laughs> Number ten. Bad blood, Taylor Swift. Cause maybe now, now we, we got, got bad blood. And I used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. And maybe now we got bad blood. Hey! Iconically, she did this with should have said no on the reputation. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> Number, Number nine, nine vigilante, vigilante shit, Taylor Swift. Draw my cat eyes sharp enough to kill a man. <sighs> you thought reputation was over. No, this and is. Taylora said, said no, no it is, is not pure Taylor. This song is pure <gasps> Taylor. Oh my god. Number, Number eight, eight vigilante, vigilante shit, Taylor Swift, Los Niños version. Ooh, because I'm a vigilante. Ooh, vigilante. Shh. Number, Number seven, midnight rain, rain Taylor Swift, Los Niños version. Because I like the boys. And I like the girls. It's so confusing. I feel so hurt. Because I. I'm a bisexual woman, 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 Midnight rain. Midnight rain. Midnight rain. Midnight rain. Number six, a perfectly good heart, Taylor Swift. Why would you want to break a perfectly good heart? Why would you want to take my love and tear it all I don't know how it goes. I don't really know how it goes. But it's number six on the list. Because it wasn't our choice. It was 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 God's choice. God's God's choice. And he was right. We just know it. Number five, picture to burn, homophobic version. Go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive back. Crazy, that's fine. I'll tell them that you're, you're gay. She was right. She was right. I do that all the time. Number four, Starlight, Taylor Swift. This is a song about history. It's a song about the Kennedys. And historical this is a song women. about the Kennedys. She, while well, she was on tour for speaking. This now. is a song about America. To occupy her, her time while on tour for Speak Now, she read a 900-page book on the Kennedy women, and she was so deeply inspired, she wrote this song. And she wrote a Robert Kennedy speech mm. line on her mm. arm <gasps> when she performed in Washington, D.C. Oh, amazing. Amazing. This is Americana. She said, I want to be a Kennedy girl, and she became one. She became one. Only Taylor could do that. She could do whatever the that is actually rule of, of culture, culture number 93. Taylor, Taylor Swift can, can do whatever, whatever the fuck she wants. <gasps> number three, seven, Taylor Swift. Swift. Speak on it. Seven is about... We've said this many, many, yes, many yes. times throughout this list. Seven really is what nostalgia sounds like. But mm. I, I mean, honestly, seven is even more than nostalgia. Yeah. Seven is... Just, like, the pain, the, like, I don't know, like, wistful sadness of knowing, like, it it captures the magic of being a child Uh and the feeling of knowing that you will never feel that ever again. She said that she was inspired to write the song when she was at the playground Uh and she heard a child throwing a fit. 
And she thought to herself, I used to scream ferociously anytime I wanted. True. The fact that kids can literally scream at any time, they can do stuff like that. Yeah. They literally are so in touch with their emotions. You know, yeah. there was a time when we could do that and it was acceptable. And there was now, a time we weren't socialized out of behaving the exactly, way we behaved when we were kids. Exactly, exactly. And that, now yeah, that's we why understand. We have war. I mean, I know that's why we have war. And we understand. We're not like pro how war the world videos. works now. What did you say? I said we're not pro. We are war not for pro war. However, we do videos. understand the human urge to scream. We do understand the human urge to scream. Exactly. Exactly. And there is just a part in every single one of us that wants to go back to that time. Yes. And that is why, and the way that this song captures that feeling mainly through this, like, innocent love between children, that is mm-hmm. also something that we just, that just doesn't, we just don't feel in the same we way that we did. That and we don't put our trust in other people as quickly and, and as completely as we did back then. And when you're a child and you say, let's play pirates, you are a pirate. Exactly. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. That's it. Please picture me in the trees. I hit my peak at seven feet in the swing over the creek. I was too scared to jump in. But I I was high in the sky with Pennsylvania under me. Are there still beautiful things? Are there still beautiful things? Are there still beautiful things? I don't know. She did that. She did that. That song is everything. It is everything. <laughs> Number two, me, Taylor Swift. One of these things is not like, like the others. Other. Like a, a rainbow with all of the colors. colors. Baby doll, when, when it comes to a lover, I promise that you'll never find another like me. Number one, Reputation, the whole album, Taylor Swift. It is a concept album. You have to listen to it start to finish. You have to listen to it start to finish. It is actually finish. just one song. Reputation is actually just one song. It's That's actually, actually rule of culture, culture number 27. Reputation, Reputation is, is just one song. song. Every single song on this album is about her reputation. Sounds yes. simple, but it actually is quite genius when you think about it. Agreed. These songs, the first part of the album starts with her talking about this persona, embodying mm. this yes, yes. persona that other people have created for her. She didn't create this herself. Other people projected this persona yes. onto her, and she is embodying that. She is becoming that. And as the album goes on more and more, you see her more and her. more. She gets more specific with the details. Yes. And then by the end, it starts so big and it gets so small. It starts with Ready For It, where she is being a bad bitch. And it mm-hmm. ends with New Year's Day, which is so small, so specific. Just a few moments in time. And the trajectory of that, unreal. everything. And unreal. it's camp. And reputation is camp. It is. Reputation is camp. That's it. That's it. That's the list. Thank That's you the so list. much. That was the great universal And if you disagree with us, don't take it up with us. Take it up with God. Literally. He's probably not going to respond to you, though. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bitch. Uh, sorry, bitch. All right. It is time for our next statement. Uh, it we is do what, this on every one of our episodes. We do this on every episode. We did it with Billy already. It is, what is the Taylor Swift song that made you say Taylor Swift is for me? Should I go first or should you first? I can go first. The All Taylor right. Swift song that made me say Taylor Swift is for me is Blank Space mm, because mm-hmm. um, I this song came out when I was in high school and I was perhaps famously 
a Taylor Swift hater. Mm. Up until 1989. Little known fact. Or widely known fact, because it's perhaps famous. Exactly. But maybe a little known fact. Anyway, Mm. I was a Taylor Swift hater. I don't like people to know that. But (laughs) it it is true. Um, Because I said, I'm not like other girls. I hate her. Even though I did secretly like some of her songs. Yeah. When 1989 came out, I mentioned this earlier, I heard Blank Space and I said, Taylor Swift is smart. And I realized she was remarking on me. She was mm-hmm. remarking on people like me who had made fun of her for dating all those boys all the time and for being stupid yeah. all the time. I said, she read me. <gasps> Taylor Swift read me with Blank Space. She said, I know what you're doing. I know what you're saying about me. And here's what I have to say about that. And I said, I can't argue with that. You and ever since that, I was a Swifty and I loved her and I loved 1989. It was my favorite album and I listened to it all the time and I she, loved it. She proved to you that she knew and she understood and she saw. Exactly, exactly. And she did all three. And now, Niels, what's the Taylor Swift song that made you say the, Taylor Swift is for me? The Taylor Swift song that made me say Taylor Swift is for me was not on the Universal Songbook. It is Mean. Uh, from So good, now, so good. I, I wouldn't say currently this is like top 10, even top 50 Taylor Swift songs, though I do love it deeply, but when I was a kid and I was being, I was teased a lot and being picked on a lot and felt like nobody understood me like most kids do, like most people do, I heard mean and that feeling of they don't know. They don't know who I'm going to become, and they don't know where I'm going. And it's, it's a, it is a petty feeling, but also it is so deeply true. And she let herself express that and let that be the entire topic of an entire song. And I just heard it and said, first of all, they don't know. And then, but like in a more, in a deeper sense, like, and I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to be okay. Yes, I'm going to be okay. And, like, the world is so much bigger than this. Yes. And so the song is petty and it is is small, and yet it is also so truthful and it is large. One of my favorite lines from me, and you have pointed out my flaws again, as if I don't already see them. I love that line. She's vulnerable in it. And it's like, of course I see my flaws. Of course I know you're right of course i understand that i'm not amazing like like obviously it's it's but i don't need you stupid idiot to tell me that stupid idiot to tell me that bob leffetz or whatever Uh, his name is of course whatever i just um there are many songs i love more than mean uh but this is the taylor swift song that like as a child this song really resonates with kids Yes, it's, it's, I loved so, this song as a kid. I even I Taylor yeah. Swift's hater loved the song yeah. as a kid. I would say as an adult, these emotions I have when people say things about me or insult me are more complicated. As a kid, this is what it felt. Well, I shouldn't say more complicated, just different. Mm-hmm. It is complicated when you're a kid, and Mean is a complicated song, but it's just different. And I'm preoccupied with different things, but as a, a kid. This is how it felt. And sometimes you need the song as an adult, too. Yeah. Because sometimes people are still mean. This is actually rule of culture number 40. Sometimes, sometimes people, people are, are still, still mean. mean. People are just mean. They are. And sometimes you just need to listen to the song and say, fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. Someday That's I'll it. be living in a big old city. And all, and all you're ever going to be is mean, mean and a liar and pathetic, pathetic and alone and in, in life. life. 
Yep. Powerful words. And I think, like, she she has this thing where, like, even when she was in, like, debut, she would have a song like Picture to Burn where she goes crazy on him. Like, she yeah. never was fully innocent. She never, she always had bite is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. She always, always, always had bite and she would always get them. And for her whole life, Karma has been her best friend. Her boyfriend. Karma, Karma is her boyfriend. Is my boyfriend. Karma, Karma is, is a, a god. god. Karma, is, excuse me. Karma is sort of a spiritual successor to me, actually. Uh, What's the line? I can't quote exactly about envy. Which one? Or not envy, like. You Are you envious that for yeah. you it's not? Oh, that line like is mean. so good. Karma is not your boyfriend. It is not a god to you, or it is a god. But yeah, exactly. The fact that you're nice to you. Yeah, and also, another line from Karma I love. Karma, sweet like justice. Karma is a Mm. queen. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Yeah. God, so good. So good. All right, moving on. Midnights. Midnights. It's now time for our iconic segment. Final segment of the show. Final segment, really bitch, in which we rant and rage against something in our lives, as I explained when Billy Eichner was on our podcast. Um... And it is one minute long. I'm uh, first. All right. Catherine, you go first. I am going to get my timer ready. Um, all right. This is Catherine Horwitz, Really Bitch. Her time starts now. Really Bitch? People not understanding that Taylor Swift is allowed to parody herself yes. and not being completely 100% serious yes. all the time. I've had so many people text Thank me all you. day long today saying vigilante shit is cringe. Yeah, vigilante shit is cringe. It's cringe on purpose. Have you ever heard blank space? Have you right. ever heard reputation? She doesn't actually think that her cat eyes are sharp enough to kill a man. Exactly. If she does, it's in a self-aware and exactly. smart and funny way. Thank you. 30 she, seconds left. Okay, thank you. Yeah, people don't understand that she parodies herself all the time. She makes fun of herself all yeah. the time. And I honestly thought that we were over that. It seemed like it worked with Blank Space, with Reputation. So many songs on that album were parodies. Yeah. They were, again, her leaning into the persona that had been created for her by the public. And you can only appreciate Reputation if you understand that. And yeah. Vigilantation is Five very seconds. fun. And it's and it's similar. And people just need to have fun when they listen to it. It's not embarrassing. It's hilarious. The end. And that's one minute. Thank you so much. Thank you, Niels. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Any comments? I just want to say, there's a reason the reputation is number one on the universe. Exactly, song. exactly. And it's not because it's cringe. No, it's because it's... I mean, it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. It speaks for, it itself. Speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. As did Los when we covered it on the list. Exactly. Right. Okay, this is Niels Truman's Really Bitch. Niels, your time starts now. Really Bitch, people making fan cams of Taylor Swift and going through the eras, such as, this is a, a an eras video of Taylor Swift. So this is the videos from the Fearless era. This is the videos from the Speak Now era and so on and so forth. And then putting a song from the corresponding album, but from the wrong era. <laughs> I watched this horrible fan cam because I just wanted to, to immerse myself in the different eras of Taylor Swift. And in this fan cam, it it played uh, her performing I Knew You Were Trouble, but it was from the 
1989 tour. I don't care what it was during the Red Era. I don't care that I knew Your Trouble is from Red, from um, the album. It doesn't matter. It has to be from the left. Red tour. People, it just, it's disrespectful because the eras are so well-defined. And just because she pops into a different era to sing a different song doesn't mean that it belongs, that, that uh, it belongs solely to that era. But when you're doing an era's, Video, it has to be from the corresponding era, not the corresponding album. Well, yes, the corresponding album. You know what I mean. I don't think I've ever seen that before. People are bad. People are mad about it. No, people are bad. I'm oh, mad about people it. People are bad. People are bad people. I just, I think that, that we need to be specific and intentional about how we make these fan cams. I would agree with that. I would, and I love a good fan cam of Taylor yes. Swift. When a fan cam is good, it's really. When good. a fan cam is good, it's really it's actually good. Rule of culture number seventeen. When, when a, a fan, fan cam is good, good it's, it's really, really good. good. But when it's not good, it's just embarrassing. Exactly. That's you. my future wife. <gasps> Making fan cams. About. No, my future wife. Oh, your future. Not wife. my future exactly. life. My future wife. Yep. Treat her the way she deserves. Treat her to be the treated. way she deserves. All right, that was Los Ninos. Episode uh, one. Episode one, our debut episode, our Taylor Swift, uh, the album version of Los Ninos. Thank you so much for being a viewer, and we'll see you next time. Stream Midnight. Stream Midnight. You actually don't need to, because it's already the most streamed album ever on Spotify. It literally is. Okay. Bye.